I invite us to hear these words of Paul that we find in 2 Timothy chapter 3. As we prepare to hear these words, I want us to keep in mind um, that Timothy was this colleague of Paul. Paul was his mentor, and Paul had received word, apparently, that things were not going well in Ephesus, that this young church, this first-generation church, was struggling, and his, his, his colleague, Timothy, was having a rough go of it. Things were not going well for Timothy, and he was um, facing a lot of obstruction, a lot of hurdles, and a lot of conflict, and he was um, feeling probably isolated. You know, we all, most of us in this room, not all of us, but most of us in this room had a rough day of football yesterday, um, and just remember that as a Florida State fan, you now begin are beginning to understand what it's been like for 14 years. Um, on a Sunday morning. And this is, on, on a far more serious vein, this is what it was like for Timothy. Day in and day out, he was facing conflict, hurdle after hurdle after hurdle, and it was beginning to take its toll. He was feeling isolated. He was feeling like he had lost. And Paul was reaching out to his young friend, his colleague, to encourage him, to kind of begin to build him back up and remind him of this fountain of wisdom that had come from God, had fallen upon and through Paul and through Timothy's mother and his grandmother and through the church and the church tradition and the church scriptures. The holy scriptures were flowing and allowing Timothy a source of wisdom, a source of strength and inspiration of God. And so I invite us to hear, hear these words of Paul as inspiration for us. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have known the sacred writings that are able to instruct you for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, so that everyone who belongs to God may be proficient, equipped for every good work. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and in view of His appearing and in His kingdom, I solemnly urge you, Proclaim the message. Be persistent whether the time is favorable or unfavorable. Convince, rebuke, and encourage with the utmost patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not put up with sound doctrine, but have itching ears they will accumulate for themselves, teachers, to suit their own desires, and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander away to myths. As for you, always be sober, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, carry out your ministry fully. May God bless the reading of the word. Paul, as you were talking about your parents, I, and Paul brought in this wonderful book, a 200th anniversary of his home church in, in North Carolina. And in this 
book, there are images, pictures of some of his father's craftsmanship. Just incredible um, images of this carvings that he did for doors and, and for pulpits and lecterns that are throughout this church. And it's, 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 it's that kind of, of image, that kind of, of, of wisdom that flows through Paul's family. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way sometimes. <laughs> you know, Paul, you know, let me see this, this book that celebrated 200 years of this church, of, of this church in North Carolina, and then these images of, of this artist, artistry of his father that he gifted to the church, that he served the church. And that kind of understanding, that kind of, of wisdom of service has been passed along to Paul who has passed it along to others. And, it has, and I appreciate Paul's invitation to pass it along to us, to join him at Habitat or join him in the gleaning fields. Gleaning fields are amazing. If you've never been, go do it. Get a, if you have the opportunity on, on a gleaning um, trip, just go. It, it is amazing. Uh, to know that, um, that these farmers have, have left part of their fields um, for us to go and glean. To be able to, to pick up that, the, the fruit of their labor and to take and to give it to others. It's an amazing thing. You know, and, and um, I, when I think about Habitat for Humanity, Paul, I go back to, um, to my few... I, I have no skill whatsoever um, to offer... A habitat build, but I can I can carry shingles and I can load dirt or whatever and and carry plants if that's what's being done or lay sod. You know I, I can do some unskilled. If you tell me where to put it, and I can't. I know green sod goes up on sod. I, I have that much skill, um, but just tell me where it goes. And it's it's an amazing, amazing event, an experience. To be able to go and, and just to offer some sweat and some labor. Um, and I, I told Paul in a couple of weeks I'm going to be able to go join him. I went and watched some of their work on, on this past Tuesday um, at the Habitat Build. And it, it's, it's, it's incredible to watch these houses just kind of come from the ground up. And know that the person who's going to inherit that house is putting in labor. Is putting in that sweat, sweat equity into these houses. And people just come and offer whatever gifts they have. It's just that fountain is just overflowing and spilling out on, on the world. That's, that's the divine wisdom. That's this fountain of divine wisdom that's just flowing and flowing and flowing and spilling. And people are able to receive the love and grace of God because people are willing to go out and serve. We receive it here every Sunday morning when the choir stands up to offer a blessing and bless and lead us in worship. When, when ushers like Cookie and Frida this morning and, and so many others who have offered their time to be ushers just to lead us in worship. The blanket we offered Lad, this church offered because there are women who meet every Tuesday morning and knit blankets. We're able to give that the lad and so many others who need to feel that touch a very 
physical, tangible evidence of God's love and grace that's present with us at Ashland Place. The Joseph Project that Paul mentioned. Cammy and Megan are, are leading that effort now after Lee led for so many years. And now that continues to touch people's lives, a tangible evidence of God's love and grace in the world of this wisdom that's just spilling out and falling into the world. It's a wonderful and a beautiful image. You know, I, I had a, a similar experience of this notion of, of service that, that spills out from generation to generation. When I was a small boy, my, my, I used to spend a lot of time with my grandparents in St. Mark's Ford, a small little community. I've spoken of it so many times because it was so impactful for me. But my, my grandfather, on one of my trips, loaded me up in his, and he had a 19, I think it was a 1964 International Harvester Scout, the little, the little, the little truck. And um, he, I don't know if you remember the seats back then, but they, they're not comfortable. There was no lumbar support. <laughs> in fact, you could feel the springs beneath the vinyl, and you would kind of bounce along down the road, and a five-year-old did. And I remember climbing in that little scout. I didn't know where we were going, what we were doing. He said, get up. It was early in the morning, on a, like probably a Thursday morning. I climbed in the scout, and he went and picked up his best friend, TJ. And TJ was on the passenger side. I was in the middle, and my grandfather was driving the scout. He went down to the city hall of St. Mark's. It's a small little building. had a water tower. That was what marked the, the, the city hall. It was a big pumpkin-shaped water tower. We went in there, and he picked up about six meals in styrofoam um, boxes and bags. And we delivered Meals on Wheels that morning. I had no idea what Meals on Wheels was. But he, he went, and he and his buddy TJ, and they had a little route, and they delivered these six meals. And uh, I remember we went to one house, and we pulled up to the house, and, and we went by the house, and went behind the house. And then there behind this little house was a like a tool shed. I mean, it was just a, it was a shed. There's no other way to put it. But somebody was living in the shed. And so we pulled in, and my granddad got out, and he told me to get out. So I got out of the, the little truck, and we walked up and gave this guy who my granddad had known his entire life. This older gentleman guy came out of the shed, and my granddad gave him a meal. And that was, and they chatted for a while. I have no idea about what. And it's just an amazing thing for me to think about my grandfather, who lived two lives. He had a life before he knew Jesus, when, when Christ found him. And he had this life after, this transformed life that was drastically different from his previous life. I, n I never knew that previous life. He, he, had, he had come to Christ, found Christ, Christ found him well before I was born. But it was that transformed life that was inspired and led him to do things he would not have, probably not have done and allowed me to, to see this fountain that was overflowing with God's grace and love that looked like service. And that image has stuck with me for my whole life. Just a simple act of delivering a meal he didn't even prepare, but just was part of the mechanism part of the fountain that took it from those who had made it and delivered to those who needed it. 
And that's what service is about. That's what Christian service is about. Because we know it comes from beyond us. There's a power in in Christian service that reaches well beyond us. It would not be possible if it were not God-inspired. And there are so many in this congregation that speak to Christian service. I, I had this incredible list, and it was just a list off the top of my head, and I came up with 23 different items, ministries and programs that this church does that, is le- that are led by our people. I've mentioned the choir. There are so many in the choir, and we are thankful for those who are here today. And I know it's coming off of, like I said, a rough weekend. But think about Cammie and Megan who lead our Joseph Project every, every other week and getting that back and going again. Think about Carol who, who delivers um, the flowers every week and, and offers a visit, a tangible experience for somebody to, to receive love and grace. Bob and, and, and Joe who, who, who offer themselves to, to cook hamburgers, ribs, chicken, Boston butts, hot dogs. Whenever there's a call, they've been there to answer it. And they're looking for somebody to pass that along to, to let that fountain just expand, fall to the next generation and the future generations and to fall into the world. Kurt Coggin, who, who gives so much of himself to prepare and care for, for this building. Bob and Ramsey, who, who dug trenches around this building and, and created new drain systems for this building years ago. That's, that's what goes on. The Vacation Bible School with so many people that have have given their time to Vacation Bible School over the years. For Tommy, Sue, and Nancy who who helped count money on Monday mornings. For Don Bowden and his wealth of knowledge and service to this building and our facilities. And Anna McMurphy and Megan who were here on on Wednesday night, this past Wednesday night, to, to lead our children in Spark to paint bags, canvas bags that will be sent to the Orphanage Emmanuel so that a handful of children will have something to put their belongings in and carry from one place to the other in this incredible orphanage in Honduras. And for Paige, who's leading the Christmas project that will provide a, help provide a Christmas for 30-some-odd children out of, how many, 500 people down there? 500 children in that orphanage. There's a lot of work to be done. And there's a lot of people in this church that are doing some work. A lot of work. And I give thanks to that. I see Kathy in the back. She comes in on, on, on Wednesdays to help in the church office to make sure that we are kind of getting our stuff together and out. I give great thanks to that. There, there are so many here that, that give of their time and their energy and their expertise and their gifts in, in ministries and teams and, and administrative boards and committees that make this church work. It's not possible for one of us, for, for two of us, for even a half a, dozen of, half a dozen of us to make this church work. It's all of us inspired by God encouraged by one another, being present with one another, praying with one another, serving with one another, listening with one another.
there is a lot going on here. More than I could share in the time we have allotted. But it's only because of God's inspiration that it comes together. That it flows like a fountain. A deep, deep fountain. And flows from generation to generation. From year to year, day to day. Beyond this community. Into the world. And the world is blessed by all the work. All of the love and all of the service that is offered. Paul understood that when he writes to Timothy. And he says, remember what you have learned, Timothy. Remember the traditions you have been given, Timothy. Remember the experiences you have had with me, says Paul. Remember the travels we had, the experiences we've had. Remember the troubles we've had. But remember God was good in all of it. And good work came through all of it. Lean into what you have read in the scriptures. Hold on to the scriptures. They are your foundation. Lean into the traditions that have been handed on to you from your mother and your grandmother and from me. From God. Proclaim the good news, Timothy. Offer good work, Timothy. Because you have been given all that you require or is required of you. God has blessed you, gifted you, inspired you, encouraged you, and called you. Live into it. Lean into this call, Timothy. No matter how hard life gets, no matter how many obstacles we face, no matter how many troubles and hurdles are, are, we, we come across, know that God is with you, has called you to this work, and will be with you in this work. And if God is involved with you, has inspired you and encouraged you, know that the work will be good. Those words to Timothy by Paul are words for us today. To know that the work that we have been called to do in our little corner of the world in Mobile, Alabama is good work. And the work that we offer inspired by God, encouraged by one another, prayed for, present with, is good work that proclaims the good news of Jesus Christ. That the kingdom of God has come near and is present with us. That's Paul's words to Timothy. It's Paul's words for us. So I pray that we will hear these words. We'll pray for these words to continue to lead us. That we will listen for God's leading and inspiration. That we will find ourselves encouraged to continue to work, continue to serve, continue to live in the gospel. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.